Alright, welcome back to another episode of Locked On Jaguars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I am your host, Zach Goodall. You can throw me a follow on Twitter, at Zach underscore Goodall, as well as my co-host, Chris Thornton. You can find him on Twitter, at Misto Christopho. Chris, say what's up to the people. You can throw me a follow on Twitter, at Misto Christopho. Listen, I'm just trying to get your cloud up for when you leave here, and you need to transfer some of these listeners to your new podcast. If they're Bolts fans, then I'll be glad to have them. Well, every time that I shout out your handle, consider that an honor. (laughs) Today we're going to be discussing some Jaguars news that came out literally right after we dropped yesterday's podcast talking about the cap casualties and how they can get into the green and be able to afford some free agents. We projected all the cuts and what their salary cap could officially look like for 2019. And not 10 minutes after the show was posted, we nailed one. And that was Austin Sperry and Jenkins option wasn't picked up, cut, uh, saved $4.3 million off the cap. And then the team decided to pick up the contract options for Calais Campbell, defensive end, who we did talk about on the show. And we'll get to that in a little bit. As well as special teamer, defensive end, Laurenti McRae, and special teamer and free safety, Cody Davis. Now, just for a note, these options already counted against the 2019 projected cap. They were viewed as option bonuses. It didn't mean that these guys wouldn't necessarily be back with the team because at least for Campbell, to my understanding, is he still had two years left on his deal. So this is more of a bonus going towards him that doesn't count any extra against what the salary cap is already projected to look like. So no, it it was a $3 million bonus for Campbell. So that doesn't mean an extra $3 million against the cap. It's just a bonus. And that means he is totally eligible for a restructure still that doesn't change whatsoever. And I would still expect that to happen. Yeah. And well, I, I want to kind of talk about an idea that I had, uh, I told you about it in person, but talk about it, it on air as to what I think this option might entail for the Jaguars and uh, Calais Campbell. It is basically all right. So I said Calais comes out and says that he wants an extra year tacked on if he restructures. But my thought is that uh, the team didn't want to add a year, so instead they granted Campbell with the pay boost, the bonus of three million dollars. In hopes, and probably will probably succeed since they uh, that they did it, that they're going to give him the three mil, and then he's probably going to end up restructuring this year instead of tacking on a year. They're just going to give him his extra money this year. So I think that's why they did it. That's just kind of my. I don't really have any justification to back it up, but that's just kind of my two cents on <laughs> why I think they might have done it. And see, like that very well could be the case, but it also. I mean, like, it could just be a, hey, like, you're our dude. <laughs> we appreciate you're already, you. You're already, like, top five in sacks all time for this team, or maybe even higher. I forget where he's at now. So it's like, yeah, you, des- you, you deserve this. And it doesn't hurt us whatsoever to give this to you, so here's free money. <laughs> Which, I mean, the, a restructure will likely be – converted to a signing bonus and lowering his salary, in which case that's going to be more immediate cash in his pocket. I do think they'll still give him the year because he's been vocal about that and that he wants to retire and jag from what that's how I take it. Um, 
But otherwise, I mean, you, you get McCray back and Davis as well. Both of those guys are really valuable special teamers as well as provide depth at important positions on the defense. And especially in special teams. Especially on special teams. They're both all-stars on special teams. That's what Davis was signed for. McCray was b- brought back on a contract extension last offseason because of his special teams ability. When Dante Fowler was out in week one due to a suspension, uh, they played McCray and he had a couple of pressures. So he's not a pass rushing specialist or heavily utilized in that area of the game, but he does provide depth and the ability to do to contribute to the pass rush when necessary. So definitely a valuable piece in him. And obviously Davis, he doesn't really see the field much on defense whatsoever, but he is there on special teams. So they clearly, clearly Joe DeCamillis has some say so in these type of decisions and he seems pleased with his special teams unit. So Good to have those guys back next year. Yeah, I uh, said uh, between from 2017 to 2018, the special teams unit was night and day in terms of coverage and just kind of functionality. So it was, uh, it's nice to see that they're you know being proactive and keeping that unit together. When we come back, we're going to talk about some more Jaguars news that hit our timelines today. Not as much player options, but the Jaguars made a coaching staff hire. We're going to break down that move when we get back from this quick break. Today's episode of Locked On Jaguars is brought to you by A1 Sliders. Are you one of hundreds of coastal northeast Florida homeowners who struggle every day to open and close your sliding glass door? Why spend all the money it takes to replace your sliding glass door when Tony and the gang at A1 Sliders could save you money and repair your door for you? A1 Sliders is licensed and insured. They offer free estimates, upfront pricing, and will help you save on heating and cooling costs in your home from leaky sliding glass doors. And at A1, your schedule comes first. A1 Sliders is a fan of the Locked On Jaguars podcast, and in partnering with us, they will give you $25 off of any repair you order, no limit. Just mention Locked On Jaguars before getting your repairs done. Call A1 Sliders now for your free sliding glass door repair estimate at 386-538-6835. Or check out their website at www.a1sliders.com. That's 386-538-6835 and www.a1sliders.com. And don't forget to mention Locked On Jaguars for $25 off of any repair you order. A1 Sliders Licensed and Insured LLC covers the Jacksonville area from Fernandina Beach through New Smyrna Beach, based out of Palm Coast, Florida. Contact for more details on location and any questions you may have. It might feel a little nostalgic, but... Dom Capers is back in black and teal. Uh, he, <laughs> former Green Bay Packers defensive coordinator, uh, longtime NFL coach, formerly of the Jacksonville Jaguars in the late 90s, early 2000s as a defensive coordinator, provides head coaching experience, defensive coordinator experience, uh, secondary coach experience. Dom Capers agreed to become a senior defensive assistant for the Jaguars today. Now, this has been speculated for a little bit because he had been contemplating offers, uh, was looking into the Cincinnati Bengals defensive coordinator job, and then interviewed with the Jaguars and the Dolphins for an advisory role like the one he took with Jacksonville today in the past couple of weeks, and today he took that job. He's going to be, in my opinion, what they wanted out of Monty Kiffin, and I don't think Monty Kiffin really helped too much when they brought him in as an advisory role, despite his vast knowledge of the game, because they never even like announced that he wasn't coming back or was coming back. He just kind of disappeared 
and clearly the defense didn't really improve that much under him. Whereas Capers, you know, he has a ton of experience. He has a real close bond with Tom Coughlin. They've worked together in the past. Coughlin brought Capers into training camp last year as like a, a VIP guest of his to watch practices with him. So obviously there's a good relationship there. Uh, he's got a ton of experience that he can try and offer things and he ran a three, four defense throughout the majority of his career. So maybe I don't think we're going to see any change to a three, four look, but I think we're going to start seeing some variations, some different type of concepts um, just to kind of switch it up and get teams caught off guard, which is not something we could say happened in 2017, is it? Or 2018. Maybe, maybe the Jaguars are just like hiding behind a smoke screen and we're going to have a three, four defense next year. Just pop out of nowhere. I mean, as fun as that would be, um, I don't know about. I don't know about. That would be that the one time that I would say, "Man, I wish we still had Dante Fowler," because then we yeah, could have maybe seen his true potential unlocked. Yeah, he is definitely better. I think in a three-four fit, but I think they have the pieces to do that. They just won't make that their full-time look, but they could run stuff similar to that. And defenses won't. I mean, sorry, opposing offenses won't like already know what they're going against and know how to scheme against it. Because that's the problem that we had with Todd Wash in the past is like they barely ever sent more than four rushers. They always deployed the same coverage units. There was no change to their defense and teams knew what they were looking at. And with Capers in house and, you know, he's got a different philosophy that he's always gone by having, you know, a guy like that implement some of his knowledge might be good. Now I have personal you know, questions with capers with recency bias. And I know a lot of people are like, stop being negative. I I don't view it as negative. I view it as like just something we should think about while capers is very well respected. He obviously has posted great defenses in the past. Recency bias would suggest that he might've lost a little bit of his touch. And luckily he's not calling plays here. He's just going to be an assistant. He's going to be giving advice and uh, as an advisor. So I'm not saying that it's a bad hire. I think, I think it's a great hire, but I'm going to be careful when trying to give credit. If the defense truly bounces back this year mm-hmm. and I won't just immediately say, Oh yeah, it was capers. Because if you look at his past couple of years in green Bay, they weren't really all that great in comparison to what his defenses looked like in the past. And it's even if the defense is great this year, it's not like they're coming off a horrible year last year. I mean, right, exactly. Between that, between the hashes and stuff, they were, you know, they were still a top five, top ten defense. Just the splash right. plays were gone. But uh, yeah, I, I've when the when you first told me about the hire, the first thing I thought was like defensive quality control coach. Uh, but then you said he was what's it? What's his official title? Senior defense defense assistant. <laughs> Something like creating that. creating titles. Well, they did that with Monty Kiffin a couple years ago, like I said, but I just don't really know if he did anything. It might just just, be one of those things where just having more pairs of eyes to maybe find problems. Perhaps, and that's not necessarily a bad thing when someone's so experienced. Like I said, I think it's a good hire because you're getting a knowledgeable guy in. It's just I wouldn't really want him like taking over the roles that Todd Wash has. While I've got my skepticism with Wash, I have skepticism with Capers as a play caller at this point in his career. I think this is a much better role for him than being a defensive coordinator again. 
And you were mentioning something to me earlier that maybe you can elaborate on. In fact, that uh, Capers has a little bit of success with linebackers in his past. He does. Um, I'm Clay Matthews, obviously. Um, A.J. Hawk. I think Nick Perry there in Green Bay just are the ones that came off the top of my head as well as other teams he's been with. Now, he is a former secondary coach. That's where he spent most of his time coaching positions. But we've seen a lot of talent come out of his linebacker corps when he's been a defensive coordinator like he was in Green Bay for eight or so years. He had some really great linebackers get developed there. And maybe that's something that they're going to think about with, you know, beyond his knowledge of the secondary really utilizing his knowledge with linebackers that he's worked with in the past in order to, you know, groom up the guys that kind of struggled last year in Telvin Smith and Miles Jack. Those were, you know, as good of players as we've seen them be in the past. This past year, they definitely did not have good seasons. So maybe he'll be able to help with that a good amount. Yeah, definitely. And definitely not opposed to getting the linebacker core up a little bit and maybe even providing his insight if they do draft another lining, uh, another linebacker in this year's draft or in free agency if they wanted to grab a veteran. Definitely. But I think regardless, like, well, like I said, it's just, it's, it's hard to look past like the negatives. Everyone wants to focus on the positives right now, which is great because in all in all, like he's, he's definitely more of a good hire than a bad hire. Mm -hmm. Like, especially in his role. He's not making, he's not calling the shots, anything like that. He's there as an advisor and that's great. I think that's an awesome role. But I'm not going to ignore like if they if the pass rush comes back and has 50 plus sacks like they did two years ago, I'm not going to say that's because of capers mm-hmm. being in house. A lot of people probably will without really paying attention to it. But Green Bay's pass rush was not any good over the final couple of years that he was there. And he rarely blitzed at that point. I saw that. I mean he's blitzed in the past with different teams, but they did not blitz nearly as much with capers as they did when they brought in Petten and they didn't change a ton of the personnel. They didn't draft a premier pass rusher or sign a premier pass rusher. If I recall correctly, when they switched from capers to Petten and yet when Petten came in, their pressure counts were off the charts and they had 40 plus sacks like in the, in the following season after capers left. So mm-hmm. There wasn't a ton of per- of skill change there or a ton of personnel change, but a bit of a philosophy change, and they were they looked a lot better than they did under Capers. So that's just something I'm keeping in mind. I'm not I I, I love the role that he's going to be in, but I'm not just going to if the defense comes back and plays like a top tier defense like they did in 2017. And quite honestly, I think they played well in 2018, but a lot of people don't want to acknowledge that. So you know, think how you want to think, um, but if they have some like great fantastic year that everyone's saying, Oh, the Jaguars defense is back quote unquote. I'm not going to rush to say, Oh, it's all because of capers because especially from a past fresh perspective, I don't think that's as much of an expertise for him as the secondary or helping with variations. Yeah. And I mean, like the move didn't really move the needle a whole lot for me. Like it's just, it was one of those things where it's like, so-and-so has been added to the staff and it's like kind of great. You know, it's not like a key position. It's not like he was named the defensive coordinator or, you know, he was named the DB's coach or linebacker's coach or whatever. He's he's an assistant. Uh, and like we've said throughout the podcast today, he is probably an extra pair of eyes, uh, maybe even quality control, like I've stated. Uh, but that that's about probably the extent of what he'll be doing in the coaching room. Exactly. 
And that should just about do it for today's episode of Locked On Jaguars. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to subscribe and keep leaving those ratings and reviews. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to Locked On Jaguars. And we will catch up with you guys next time.